Excited to be right here, and with me as always, I'm Mama Mac. Yeah, we're excited. Yes, we be? are. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Yes, Happy always Thursday. good. Always good. You know what? We're in the baseball season. Go yard means hitting a home run. Dr. Angel Falzoni, my co-host. Uh, we're into that baseball playoff time, and I love it. Postseason baseball play. You can't beat it. I just love it. Who do you like? Who do you like in the World mm, Series? I kind of, I'm thinking the Astros may do something here again. again. Win it again? I don't know. Dodgers very well could. Dodgers and Astros again for the rematch. Maybe. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Although the hottest team right now is Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee so, is amazing. They I are. mean, they they're are. just they they're, beat the Cubs, they beat the Rockies. They did. They did. Milwaukee has a chance. I do I, I do agree. Maybe it's the Dodgers year. Maybe it's the year. It could be. They made the big trade at the deadline. So right. we'll see. It could very you well be call my sure sports fun. talk show sometime. I really should do that. I do will it. do that. Do it. I usually work on Saturdays, but I will. I'll call right. in. I'll call in. I'd like to talk about it. Yeah, talk it, some baseball. Yeah, I love it. I All love right. baseball. Love it too. All right. So Goyard, that's our announcer, Pete and we love him, our engineer. And uh, yeah, yeah, yes, see, see the crowd. Listen to the crowd. Dr. Angel, we are in our fifth year of this show. Can you actually believe it? No, I cannot. And we had our anniversary, fourth anniversary, a few weeks back. And we're in a new series right now, Common Mistakes People Make in Life. And there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking fast because we got a lot to cover tonight. Yes, we And do. if anybody in our audience missed part one and part two, which would have been last week and the week before, Go to TantalkNetwork.com, go to podcasts, look, go down and scroll down in all the shows and look for the name of this this one, Go Yard, and you can catch up. And at the end of each month, our webmaster puts these shows with titles on our website, which is GoYard2014.org, O-R-G. So you can go there and check it out. Right now, we're doing some website work. So if it doesn't pop up on our website right now, it's re- being revamped a little bit. So uh, you can always do the podcast here. So we're going to jump into part three of Common Mistakes People Make in Life. And why are we doing a series like this, Dr. Angel? Well, because these are the mistakes that cause us so much pain ah really yeah you know and when we keep sometimes cycling around the same bin and we get confused and we get overwhelmed and so we can so people do tend to go around the same mountain metaphorically over and over again right yes they do right and and it's easy to do that because we are creatures of habit Mm -hmm. and we don't like change Mm -hmm. so when we have to jump in and make a life change we kind of balk at that don't we oh yes we do we do not like change right and so tonight the the first point we want to start on and by the way we are glad you're listening and we are live in the studio and we usually are and you can call in with any questions or comments 727-441-3000 pete will answer the phone patch you through 727-441-3000 or you can text right here to my phone and that number is 727-888-4171. So, 
One of the common mistakes. What's the next one, Dr. Angel, we want to talk about tonight? Not learning the lessons we are meant to learn from our experiences. Ah, you mean not everybody says, oh, I here's where I, what I learned from that tragedy or yes. that problem. You know, true. And, you know, our experiences, we really need to reflect on them to right. learn the lessons. You know, a lot of times people believe, you know, oh, experience just is our teacher. But it's the reflection of experiences. Okay, for some. Somebody out there driving says, what's reflection mean? What does it mean? It means we're looking at this objectively. We're kind of trying to pull ourselves out of this experience. And we're looking at what happened? What was my role? What could I have done different? Okay. Um, were there flags? Were there things I should have seen? So things that you notice on a mm-hmm. bike, for instance, you put reflectors, right? Mm-hmm. So people see you or you wear one of those vests at night and when you're so, so the light bounces off of it, right? Correct. Okay. So use that metaphor. How does that work with this self-reflection? Well, when we're looking in ourselves, we're reflecting and trying to make known the things that we have some power and control over. So we're trying to actually bring those to the surface Mm -hmm. so that they're seen because a lot of our life experiences we bury, especially if they're painful things. Mm -hmm. We don't want to think about, ah, that breakup, that was nasty. Okay. I'm not even going to think about that anymore. When in fact, perhaps we need to learn something from why that relationship failed. Absolutely. And take our own responsibility for it, right? Yes. And, you know, so often when we have, like, those horrifically negative experiences, we just want to cast the blame on the, the other, other person. person. And it was right. all their fault. And not look at it. Dr. Angel, I, it, as a pastor all these years and doing a lot of counseling that way, I have heard this over and over again, especially in marital counseling. Well, he does this, 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 this. this and, and there's not that much evaluation, self-evaluation, mm-hmm. it seems to me, in a lot of people. Just because I've been doing this for a long time, you as a professional counselor, would you agree that that's I absolutely a situ- agree with you on that. Every, you know, a lot of times people just want to put the blame on the other person and they're not reflecting. So they're, I'm not learning. Right. And I'm going to walk the same experience with a different face and a different name down the road if I didn't learn the lessons I needed to learn. Right. And so therefore... We we step into the same messes over and over again. Mm-hmm. In other words, we inflict the same pain on ourselves over and over again. This is one of the common life mistakes that people make, correct? Oh, this is a big one, too, because you're right. It's like we're on this merry-go-round, and we're just, we can't seem to get off. We're not willing to stop it to get off. Right. And so for a couple, let's say, that are in counseling, and they're, the things are laid out on the table, you know, you never clean up after yourself or you never this or you never help around the house or you never take the kids anywhere or whatever the case may be. And eventually the relationship breaks up and then there's a next relationship. And if if somebody has never heard that, even if they went through counseling, but they didn't actually hear it. Do you want to define that? I mean, because I think a lot of people listen, but they are here. What's the difference? They hear it, maybe, <laughs> but they don't really listen to it to get it down on the inside of them. Well, when we are listening for that, we're accepting it. Okay. And we're taking that information and we're applying it to our lives. Ah, uh, that's the word. It's application, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay, so in order to have a better relationship next time in whatever area of your life, in a new work environment, in a family situation, whatever, there's got to be some self-evaluation, mm-hmm. self 
reflection, right? Absolutely. There has to be. That's how we learn and grow and get stronger from our experiences. Otherwise, we're just on a merry-go-round of bad experiences. Right. And and but so many people, that's what they do. They just mm-hmm. keep going around that same mountain and then when they're starting to date somebody new or go into a new work experience, they have war stories and they have mm-hmm. battle scars and they they go back over all those, right? And they can blame the other person, right. but they did not take in any responsibility for what I did. And one of the common ones I see here, especially as it relates to relationships, is jumping in too fast, too soon. Oh, yes. You know, instead of taking that time to let trust build naturally and let that relationship grow naturally. And, right. you know, we justify it because, oh, this person's so different or this situation or that. And then we end up in the same. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really important that we stop that. Otherwise, we're just going to have the same problems over and over and over. You know what? When I hear you saying that, I, it, here's what I'm hearing it takes courage to change. Oh, yes. Right? And, and and as we look honestly at ourselves and evaluate a situation or relationship or the complaints of our partner or uh, our boss at work, and we look at those things and we say, let me take a look at this and maybe journal about it and think about why are they saying this about me? What? How am I coming across? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But most people don't do that. No, they don't take the time. In fact, you know, it's funny you bring that up because there was a period of time in in my life when I was trying to learn how to self-reflect. And I asked people, like, how do I come across? How do you see me? Right. You know, because it helped me to see, well, that's not how I want them to see me. So what can I do different? Right. But very few people ask that question. Oh, yes. They don't want that answer. They don't want the answer, right? They do right? not want that answer. And even friends that say, oh, you can tell me anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when that kind of a truth is exposed, then the friendship is in there, trouble. Yeah. We're offended. Over. You hurt my feelings. And it's done. So, you know, self-reflection, you, we need to be prepared to look at it honestly. Right. And we are going to have responsibility and we need to accept that responsibility. And it's painful to say, well, you know, I did have warning signs or I did ignore this or I didn't, you know, but accept it and apply it. Exactly. Apply it to your life because difficult situations in our life are meant to strengthen us, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Do you want to explain that concept? You know, yeah, that's how we grow. I mean, life going good is not really growing us. You know, it's when we have that pressure come on us, when we have difficulty come on, that's where we start gaining strength. We gain coping skills. We we see we get redirected. Our lives might get improved. We might have a different passion or a different purpose than we had. But that's a growing point for us. Right. So this is not a bad thing when we go through difficult things, but if we don't learn from them or if we don't change some of our attitudes or our behaviors, we will continue in the same pattern. Over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Huh. So there are signs, though. So there might like there's signs that you are not learning the right lesson. Okay, cool. Uh, a big one is the word regret. Okay. When you have regret, that's usually a sign that I'm not learning the lesson or I didn't learn the lesson I needed to learn from this. Okay. So regrets, usually that feeling, you know, I wish I had done something different kind of feeling, or I wish I didn't do something, you know, do something. So somebody breaks up with you and you're saying, Oh, what could I have done different? And actually self-evaluate would be Mm -hmm. the best thing. 
-hmm. But there are a lot of people that instead of looking at that, they're just regretting, regretting that it didn't succeed. Or the regretting they didn't leave the relationship sooner or they didn't take action sooner on something. Um, I hear that a lot. And so regret is usually a huge sign that you're not learning the lessons you need to learn. Um, repeating the same mistake over and over and over, that's yeah. a big sign. That's Hello, big, we're not yeah. learning that lesson. Right. So you're just going round and round, and you're dating the same people again or the same kind of situation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so often people get so frustrated with th- this type of problem in their life that they just give up or they just like they feel, do. Like, feel like they're getting nowhere, so they just quit reaching out or quit dating or quit... Quit trying very hard at work or whatever. Or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. and then they're going to have a lot more regret yeah. um, going down the line. Um, you know, another huge sign is if you feel like you're hitting your head against the wall. When you feel like you've hit that brick wall where what you're you mean just by stuck. Brick wall? You know, where you just feel like, I want to go forward, but I'm just at, like, I can't move forward anymore. Like, I'm stuck at this line, this level. That's usually because I haven't learned a lesson I need to learn. Right. So you, you need to be stuck there until you learn it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And so the first question you should be asking is, what lesson do I need to learn from this? There you go. Okay. Right. And in order to do this self-reflection or self-evaluation, a lot of times it takes a quiet place, mm. not the hustle and bustle of driving down the road in terrible traffic. Uh, I've found personally that when I go to the beach and sit and just pray and think, a lot of times I'll see a situation differently Mm -hmm. than when I was in the midst of the chaos of the situation, you know? You're absolutely correct. You have to turn off the chaos. You have to, you know, turn off all that external distractions and get alone with you and your thoughts. Right. Um, You know, so often what people want to do when they're reflecting is call everybody on their their list and well what do you think what would you've done which it's not about other people it's about you and you learning this lesson but you know what i've i've spent so much time with so many people through the years that i feel like never do that yeah a lot of people do not look at themselves and and because i think they're almost afraid to do that they want to Mm -hmm. be told what the issue is and they really want somebody to agree with them about how the boss did mistreat them or how the boyfriend was really wrong and they're looking for justification justification and affirmation right Mm -hmm. they're not looking for correction correct very correct. You know, and I tell people this all the time, you know, that other person might have been at fault, but here's the deal. It's impacting your life now. So what can you do different to live a good life that you want to live? Exactly. Are you going to give this person the power over your whole entire life? Well, and along with this, because I was talking to somebody this week, and this is a common problem in a lot of people's lives, that they have built up such a reservoir of hurt mm-hmm. and bitterness and what they consider being wronged, mm-hmm. okay, that when anything happens, they kind of trigger back to mm-hmm. that. I don't know what you call that. That must There's probably a psychological term for that. If so, you yell at me, tell <laughs> me. But, but I have seen this many times through the years with people, parishioners, et cetera, uh, where they trigger back to that they and hurt. they're still stuck there. They get stuck. They're stuck because they don't have the forgiveness aspect 
working. Right. They're not forgiving the other person. They're not forgiving themselves. There, there is a lack of forgiveness in there. Um, because when we've really worked through something, it doesn't mean that it's never going to come back in our memory or we're never going to have a bad feeling. It means when it does, we can deal with it in that moment and, we don't, and keep going forward. Exactly. And when it comes back, we're not sitting there and raging again mm-hmm. or crying again and having a meltdown because of what they did to me. You know, because we've dealt with it, quote unquote, doesn't mean you don't forget it. Correct. Doesn't mean you forget it. And a lot of times I've I've heard this for the years. Forgiveness does not mean you forget. People have said, if you forgive, then you forget. No, we're just humans. We have a memory and we're not going to just forget. Well, and forgetting. If you forget, then you're you're defeating the purpose of what lesson should I learn to protect myself from something like this happening again. That's right. So you don't want to just forget. Because it's useful to remember, which helps you realize, okay, I don't want to go around that same mountain again. Exactly. And so, but it's not feeling the same intensity of the pain when it does get triggered up. So probably one of the most important concepts in this series that we're doing right now, common mistakes people make in life, is to not forgive. Yeah. Is to hang on to the past, hang on to those hurts and those resentments and the way you've been wronged. That will simply tear you apart. That will tear your whole life, your whole purpose, your energy, your drive, like all of it. It takes it away from you. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay, and soon it's going to be reflected in your physical body, and that's, that's another our next move. That's yes. our next thing. What happens, right? Explain. We're that. ignoring our bodies. You know, our bodies express our emotions. They, when we have an emotion, we might say, "Oh, I'm just going to ignore it," but our body takes note to it. And so, if it's anger or depression or sadness or whatever you're feeling, it's going to impact your body mm-hmm. physically. Physically. And so you might get more headaches, you might have gastrointestinal issues, you might start developing heart issues, Um, it can make you vulnerable to cancers, like these emotions are very toxic. And actually we've talked about this on other shows, but Mm -hmm. medical science is showing links between bitterness, resentments that have been stored up and not dealt with, with cancer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so not that every case of cancer is something like that, but, but there is research being done about how our emotionals, our emotional life does affect our physical body. Yes. There is a huge link between emotions and our physical body. And the longer we hang on to negative emotions and we stuff, the more we're going to see it come out of our physical body. And then we ignore it. Right. So, like, we're getting all these headaches or we're chronically tired and we're not taking care of that. And, and we then we're compounding why. our issues. Right. So, uh, this whole point is that we cannot ignore these issues in our lives, whatever those might be, because they're going to affect you adversely physically. Yes, they will. And, you know, anytime one of our systems in our body is affected, it affects all of our systems. So... Right. When we're having, you know, emotions that are, you know, strong emotions, we stuff them down. We don't want to talk about it. And then after a while, our bodies are giving us headaches. Like, then you have less emotional energy to deal with the emotion that started all of this. But we're going to suffer until we deal with it. Oh, we are. I've I've told this story on the air, but it bears repeating right now. Years ago, when I was a brand new uh, real estate agent, I went on a listing appointment to these people. They were selling their house and moving into a retirement home. They were in their 90s. Oh, wow. So they're giving me a tour of their little home in West Tampa, and it was so well taken care of and beautiful. And we got to the kitchen, and there was a plaque right over the sink. 
very low so everybody could easily read it. And it said this, he who stuffeth, puffeth. (laughs) And I have never forgotten it all those years. That's been 25 years ago at least or 27 years ago. And I commented on that to the lady. And I said, wow, that's interesting. And she goes, oh, we've been working on our marriage all these years. And that's something we believe that we cannot stuff emotions because they're going to fly up. They do. And and I've never forgotten that little plaque. I've never seen it again, but I saw it then. And they had been married for like 50, 60 years at that point, you know? So it was like a secret to their marriage. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know how how we can emphasize that more on this show today, but Dr. Angel, when people stuff their, their regrets, they stuff their anger, their, their bitterness, their unforgiveness about something, it is going to come out and it usually comes out ugly. Yes. And it may come out ugly in your emotions towards other people. Maybe right. you're short. Maybe you're not a nice person to be around. Right. Or you, maybe or, you're depressed all the time. Yes. And, or you're going to have the physical ailments and you can't just ignore it. You're going to suffer. You're going to have to look at those original emotions that got you in the situation you're in. And again, I'd say do that privately or go to a counselor. Absolutely. And get some help doing it. Not stuffing. You know, as you have it, deal with them in the moment. That's like the best practice. Have this emotion. Let's deal with it in the moment. Deal with it right then. And then we can let it go and keep moving forward. Right. And if you need help doing that, that's what counselors are about, right? Yes, they are. And go and sit and submit and say, hey, yeah, I've got this going on and I get this angry and I fly off the handle. They will help you dig it out. Let's go to break and we'll come right right back with the next point. And you are listening to Go Yard, a live radio counseling show every Thursday night at this time. Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Talk Radio Network. Love that song. Yes. That's an old one. Look at yourself and make the change. Man in the mirror, right? Yes, and that's really what this is all about. Absolutely. You know, when we're making these common mistakes, we need to start looking at ourselves. And we stop looking out the window at everyone else and look in the mirror and really 
take an honest look. Right. Absolutely. So if you just joined us, you can call in during this half hour if you'd like, 727-441-3000 with your calls, with your questions, I mean, or your comments. They are always welcome or text 727-888-4171. So this series is Common Mistakes People Make in Life. And so we just covered a couple more in Mm -hmm. the first part. You can catch this show and the first two in this series on TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcast, go to Go Yard, the name of this show, which means hitting a home run in life. And what is another common mistake? People make in their lives. <laughs> Doctor Angel, one. I forgot to say, PhD, <laughs> licensed mental health counselor. You're you work in the field every day. Yes, yes. We're very proud of all that she's accomplished at such a young age, and you are a resident expert. And so, you know, these shows are meant to help people deal with their problems maybe save them some bucks going to a counselor even Uh, though i recommended it in a minute ago but still if if they start learning these basic principles it'll really help yeah well it'll help you live that go yard life life, which means hitting a home run yes it'll help you get to where you want to go instead of striking out all the time this next one is really big um it's having unclear or underdeveloped boundaries. Ooh, we've done series on we boundaries. Have. Boundaries, that whole discussion of boundaries has probably been a recurring theme for four years, in and out of different series we've done, because boundary setting is critical in our lives, and most people don't understand it, and it has nothing to do with your property lines on your house, no, in your yard. It does not, it but means that's a what? good metaphor for, it does. Yes, for what boundaries are. So boundaries let me know what I'm responsible for, who I'm accountable to. Like, it lets me know what's mine to take care of and what's not mine to take care of. Exactly. And so what happens when we don't have good boundaries is we're taking care of things we have no business getting our hands in, and we're not taking care of things we should be, and then we're really stressed. Right. I showed a house the other night, because I'm a realtor too, and I showed a house the other night when we went in and looked out the back kitchen window, there was no yard whatsoever. The, The yard, the fence was right there. And then we went out front again, and then we looked around, and we realized, oh, my gosh, there's two huge side yards. So all the the house was built clear at the back. Okay. Somebody did that. And then you've got two huge side yards, and they were talking about their dog. And, and so, but, it, but a dog and whatever fence has to be during those boundaries, right? Absolutely. And that's the metaphor. That's right, because, you know, that person knows what lawn to cut and right. weed and take care of because they have a boundary that's defined. But we do not have boundaries that are defined. A lot of us are missing that. And so our relationships are chaotic. We're overwhelmed and overstressed. We're taking responsible responsibility for things that aren't ours to deal with. And we're tired. Right. And so boundaries cause us so much heartache. Right. Really do. I think it's a theme that goes under so much. Because so often we find our value. I'm just going to throw this out Mm -hmm. at you. You tell me if it's true. We seem to get value from helping uh, others solve their problems or being codependent with a spouse or a friend or a relative and, and taking on their problems and rah, 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 rah about it, about all their stuff, instead of just living our lives not trying to solve all the world's problems yeah it causes you know we live in the superhero mentality right you know and we all want to be that superhero in our worlds and that's not healthy 
No, and as a pastor for many, many years now, 40-some, I will tell you that that's an easy place for professionals to fall into, a trap. Let's put it that way, Mm -hmm. a trap to fall into because we do want our our congregation to be happy and healthy and all that. Counselors, it's easy to take on those problems, you know? Sure, because it it makes us feel good that we're... We're solving it. Doing something (laughs) right with a purpose. What's wrong with that? That sounds like a good purpose. Well, here's part of the problem. One is we're not allowing the other person to learn their life lessons and to gain strength. So we're robbing them from the strength that they need in their own life. Right. When we're taking on their issues. And, And second of all, we're taking on their issues. We're not able to take care of our own the way they need to be taken care exactly of. Exactly right. And so we find ourselves spending all this time and energy and resources taking care of others and not really taking but, care of but us. But Dr. Angel, I've known a lot of people in my life that get their self-worth from oh, yeah. being the confidant, the person that everybody calls to tell all this awful stuff that happened in the relationship or work or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. They get a lot of self, um, what? Self, uh, well, their self, self-esteem can be Self-esteem, built in that. that's the word. But there's a difference, too, from, you know, being a, a safe place and being able to hear what other people are going through and then being the person who wants to go take care of what they're going through. The big difference. There is a difference. You know, you can hear it and empathize and, and maybe even give a suggestion to kind of help them keep going. But right. then you're taking care of your own life. Right. Um, what we see, what I see a lot is when people hear the problems and then they're going in to try and solve those problems right. or intervene in those problems um, with like relationships. Just let me call him. Mm-hmm. Let me just him. take care of it. I will let the, I'll take care of this. Mm-hmm. You know, especially family. Doesn't oh, yes. family do this a lot? Yes. You want to comment on that? You <laughs> seem to think, took that point very yes, seriously. Yes, I did. There. And it is very common in families, especially families that have like, you know, a, a culture to them that they're, you know, like Italians and Hispanics, there's a lot of cultural. Are you saying that from personal experience? Experience? Um, yes, I you, am. Yes, you Italian Falzoni. I am Italian, and that's yeah. true. So when one person of the family is upset with another, we're not talking to them. We're talking to everybody else about it. Right. Why do we do that? The, we have unclear boundaries is how we right. get stuck doing that. Why we do it, 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 it's a pattern we probably learned from other generations. Uh, yes. So don't you think, though, that people that get caught up in that a lot of times feel like they are helping? Oh, yeah, they do absolutely feel they like they're They sincerely want to help, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you're saying this is a, one of the common mistakes people make in life. We, we put this on our list for this series, right? And it causes pain. Because what's going to happen, especially that conflict, when you try to mediate a conflict, what's going to happen is those two people are going to figure out their conflict, and now you're going to be the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it always oh, backfires. Yeah. It on, always does. And stay out of it. Like, relationships yeah. are between two people. Let them work out their problems. Right. Hard to do sometimes. It is hard to do, and especially when people are dragging you in, and, you know, it's not... But when you have... When you know your boundaries... You know where to get in and where not to get in. Well, let's say as a parent, okay, and your kids are grown or they've gotten married and they're so now you've got an in-law, you know, whatever. It's very easy, especially for mothers, I think, to try to insert 
their opinions and show an attitude to the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law or whatever the case may be. Do you want to comment on all oh, that? Those gosh. family dynamics are so Yeah, that real. proverbial mother-in-law, mother-in-law that yeah. steps in and, you I know. know, her way or no way. And that's not healthy. I had one of those. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I, I seriously did. And, and I mean, oof. And, and it, yeah. it's not healthy. Because it's not. They need to figure it out for themselves. There's a difference between offering advice and if they take it, they do. And if they don't, they don't. It's okay either way. To, that's the healthy way. That's the healthy way. kind of commanding and demanding that people measure up to whatever standard you set. Commanding and demanding. I yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what it's like. Because when you don't do it, they're pretty ticked. Yes. And there's repercussions. Mm-hmm. They're not going to talk to you. Oh, yes. They're not going to let you. Yeah, whatever. Or your cousin. You're going to give me a heart attack. I mean, oh, they yeah. can throw the guilt on. And then these people are feeling responsible. I'm not responsible for anybody else's feelings. Okay. I want you to say that again and explain that. We are not responsible for other people's feelings. Why not? Because people would say to you, oh, don't you care about how she's hurting right now? Look what you said to her. And now look at her. She's over there in a, she's in a mess, curled up and crying. Well, you know, I can care without being responsible for their feelings. So when I, you know, I'm living my life within my boundaries and trying to make the best choices for myself, if someone doesn't like that or they have a problem with it, that's their problem. It's not mine. And so we have to set ourselves free from that guilt. We carry that guilt of we're responsible. We don't we don't want to tell somebody the truth because we'll offend them or they'll be upset. I'm not responsible for that. Yeah. I'm responsible for making the best choices I can make and living my life the best way I can. So we're responsible for our own behaviors, Mm -hmm. our own thoughts, our Our own own feelings, our own feelings. But so many people, especially in families, insert themselves into the fight, into the struggle, whatever's going on at the time. Oh, sure. So an argument between two people now have this whole family divided between sides. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Common mistake people make in life. It causes pain. It does. And, you know, makes holidays really challenging when you have that going on. It does. So what would you say to the person who's listening right now, Dr. Angel, and says, okay, I've got that going on in my family. I don't know what to do about it. How do I not get involved? Well, first you need to start looking at what boundaries do I have? And so a healthy boundary is a relationship problem is between the two two people in that problem. So if I am not in that problem... There's my boundary. I shouldn't get into that problem. Oh, okay. So that's pretty simple. Yes. Yeah. It if, really if this is. This is not. But but then somebody would say, but so and so brought me into it. They called me and told me, and I can't believe. Yeah. And there's a difference between listening to that problem and trying to solve that problem too. Remember, it's reflecting yeah. them back to the ways they can solve their own problem. Right. But. Nobody can bring you somewhere. I mean, unless they got a gun to your head, they're not controlling you unless you let them. This is not a conversation I'm going to have. An example is I have, you know, a conflict in in my family. It's pretty big and there's two sides and I'm in a relationship with both sides. I don't let each other talk about each other to me. So if they start bringing up that other person's stuff, 
that's it. This conversation's done. I'm off that. I'm off the phone. Okay. Now, now you're giving real practical advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying terminate the conversation and say you need to call Aunt Joe or whoever she is. Mm-hmm. You need to go talk to her because I don't have a dog in this fight. Mm-mm. Right. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. And so, both parties know that's my line. You can't talk about that person. They can't talk about the other. I'm not going to hear your family side. knows that. Oh, yes, they do. I've hung up many times from conversations. And then what happens? Do you feel guilty? Nope. Not at all. It's my boundary because that's my boundary for me to be healthy. Okay. So you can go about your afternoon Mm -hmm. or your day and you're not calling them back. I'm sorry. Let me tell me what happened. Nope. I've seen this so many times. And if they're upset, I just gently try to remind them. You don't have to be harsh and mean about boundaries. I gently remind them like, you know what? I love both of you and I'm, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. Yeah. Call me when it's worked out. (laughs) Right? Yes. All right. So we are only responsible for our own behaviors, our own thoughts, our own quality of life, our own problems. Yes. Right? That's what we're responsible for, our successes and actions and attitudes. And so let's start looking at ours and stop looking at everyone else's. Sure. I think it's it's a concept we have to get used to. Mm -hmm. Because I think for too long... uh, I guess our culture has said we should get involved with others and really help them. And, and, and maybe even religion does some of that too, to us, making us feel like we should, you know, always get involved with other people's problems. You know what I mean? Oh, it does. Cause it's that doing good for others. And there, and there's a difference too, between giving someone your hand to help them up and enabling them to, not learn the lessons they need to learn. You know, sometimes we do need an extra hand or uh, some support. And that's not bad if I've taken care of my own household, if I've taken right. care of my own issues. When I have extra time or extra resources, yes, there's I can give someone that hand or I can do something to help them. But it's not, I'm not solving their problem. And a lot of times when we are walking in that codependent solving everybody's problems and everybody goes oh just go to her she'll take care of it she'll figure it out she'll work it out when we are in that role we we can become very overwhelmed oh yes and depressed oh yes and uh feeling totally uh, stressed out buried. right buried under very it. buried and it's not our cross to bear is what mm-hmm. i hear you say Exactly. So that's, you know, if you want to start looking at boundaries, look at, you know, what am I spending my time, energy and resources on? And what is that? That's my responsibility. Yeah. You know, if you're taking those, you know, I hear people, they'll, they'll take those one o'clock in the morning phone calls, three o'clock in the morning phone calls. Like you're disrupting your sleep to get in somebody else's world. Now your next day, you're tired, you're cranky, you don't have the energy. You know, the older I've gotten and the more years under my belt in the ministry, um, I've learned that no is a wonderful word. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I can't take that call right now. Uh, and you don't have to explain why nope. you can't. You just can't. You don't owe anyone a, de- a defense. But that codependent stuff that a lot of us have grown up in and doing, uh, makes us want to defend ourselves. Oh yes. We feel explain like we owe ourselves an explanation. Yeah. Right. And we don't, we don't owe anyone an next, we don't have to, as soon as I start giving an explanation, I'm giving you the power to judge if it's valid or not. Ooh, that's so good. And I learned that, well, I've been learning that for years in real estate in that sometimes it's 
10 o'clock at night and somebody's calling, can you look up this house? Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn to, because I originally was like, just doing it, getting up out of bed, go do it. Right. And I began to realize, wait a minute, they wouldn't like it if somebody was calling them at 10 o'clock at Mm -hmm. night. I need my rest so Mm -hmm. I can get on it in the morning or, you know, it's, it's a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn this, this thing of not meeting everybody's needs. Don't you think? It is, you know, and I've watched people with, you know, boundaries that are very unclear, like professionals and we'll be out at a dinner, you know, celebrating a birthday and they're taking work calls at this dinner or they're taking calls through the evening and not giving their kids the time and attention they need. And then they're overwhelmed. Right. And, you know, as a therapist, you know, my whole job is about helping people, you know, that's my career path. And I've had a set very clear, like, these are my days I work. These are the hours you can contact me in. And I, may take up to two days to get back with you <laughs> and i'm not crisis i'm not 911 so if you're right. having a 911 call 911 that's not my role and people get really offended but that's and they'll try me i mean i've had those three and four o'clock in the morning I calls have but I, have I just let it go to voicemail i have two yeah and i've had to learn that i mean because i gotta admit that in years past in early years of ministry i would have done that and have done it mm-hmm. me too me too. Picked up the phone at 3 a.m. What's wrong? I just can't sleep. Well, now I can't either, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and we have to take care of ourselves. It's not right. being mean. Right. And we have to see it that way. I think a lot of us feel like we're being mean if we're not everything to everyone. You can't. Okay, so that's another common mistake that we make is that we try to be all things to all people, mm-hmm. right? Especially our family, especially our even our spouse, sometimes we're trying to sort out that person's problems and, and deal with the slack they don't pick up, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And, you know, people, pain brings change. And people often won't start, even look towards change until they feel the pain of their choices. And if we're constantly trying to be everything to everyone, we are, we're disrupting that cycle for them to learn. We're hurting yeah. them. Yeah, we're actually hurting them. And especially that is the case with our kids. Mm, Very much so. Right? When we're all the time trying to do their homework for them or trying to keep them out of some hurtful situation, they have to learn. They have Mm -hmm. to grow up. They have to learn. It's one of the biggest things when I'm dealing with parents is they don't want to hold their kids accountable. And I'm like, you know, taking a zero on a project is a lot less painful than this becoming where they don't have a house to live because they didn't take care of their stuff as an adult. Right. And so as a kid. Right. Because they didn't learn these lessons as right. a kid because someone was willing to save them. Well, when we're an adult. That's not hey, how, how it ma- works. I mean, how many times have we heard, and it, there's even, I don't think I've ever seen it, but Failure to Launch, that comedy yep. movie, where ex- kids are still living in parents' basements, etc., at age 30, at 35, whatever, and they're not paying their own bills, and they're not taking care of their own car payment or anything else, because, you know, oh, I just feel sorry for him, he's never had a really good job, or... True. And so we have to hold those boundaries to our kids. They will never learn to be you know, a healthy functioning adult, unless we teach them that. That's exactly right. So yeah, we have a generation of young adults. Oh gosh. Yes. I was just sitting on a case today of, of the grown father with kids and he just wants to play video games all day. And I'm like, and they're getting evicted and he can't understand why this is a problem. (laughs) He can't understand why this is a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And life just doesn't work that way. And so we really need to let our kids pay the cost of their choices. If that, you know, means that they're taking that zero on that big project and they're going to fail that class. Okay, well, in summer school, they will learn that maybe they should have done it different. Or if that means even law enforcement, if our kids are breaking the law, oh. they're stealing. Oh, or... address that, please, because this is a problem in America, mm-hmm. I believe, that too many people are bailing out kids that should not be bailed out of jail. Or they not should even... sit. Or they're not even, like, contacting law enforcement when it's a crime against them. Right. They, they, they got, you know... This will ruin their life. They won't be able to go to the college. They won't be able to blah, blah, blah. So they're learning that they can hit you or steal from you or they can run away yeah. or whatever it is they're doing, and it's okay. They can wreck your car, mm-hmm. and they're drunk, and there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, when they do it to someone else, they are going to contact law enforcement. Parents don't want to do it. And I'm like, you have a child that's run away now for 24 hours and they're 12 years old. Like, they're in danger. Right. You need to report this and they're so afraid. Or the kid that beats, you know, beats mom or beats dad and they're not wanting to call. You have to let them feel the pain of those choices. It's hard as a parent. Well, but... I, and I know you have too, mm-hmm. we've seen people that are 40, 50 years old and never had to bear the consequences of their actions, right? right. Or their poor attitudes. And as a result of that, then they t- train and teach a generation under them that, hey, you can get by with that. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. It doesn't that, apply to no, you. No, it doesn't apply to you. You're, you're privileged. You're, yeah. And they're living miserable lives. Right. And so as parents, I mean, if you just think of my whole goal of a parent is to raise this human being to be a good, productive, healthy adult. Like that's our goal. And so when we're parenting, we need to think about that. Is this helping them be a good, productive, healthy adult? But the opposite of that is when we shelter our kids, make excuses for them, do their homework for them, do their science project for them, etc., what are we doing? What are we teaching them? We're teaching them that somebody else is going to take care yeah. of their responsibility. So you, you're never going to have to worry about that. Right. Someone yeah. else will do it for you. And that's not something that's very unhealthy boundaries. And I have seen this in counseling, and I'm sure you have too, where a young couple is like having all kinds of problems, and one of them has been raised in that kind of environment. Were video games for three days in a row and you didn't take a shower? It's just, oh, well, whatever. He's just playing video games in the basement. And then he gets married and then he does mm-hmm. the same thing, right? Absolutely, because we didn't learn that we need to take care of our business. Right. You know, and that's, I use that line all the time, you know, taking care of your business. We have to take care of our business. We have to teach our kids to take care of their business. Right. And so they should be doing their own laundry at a young age. Absolutely. And, that's and, their business. and you know, Gosh, we weren't thinking of taking it this direction, but this is really good. Because if we allow our children and grandchildren, if they're living with you, whatever the case may be, to never learn how to do laundry or never learn how to, to, to clean a toilet or mop a floor, they'll never do it until somebody makes them and then their spouse is going to be mad. Correct. They're not, you know, they're not going to know how to take care of their own stuff. And so, yes, they need to have age appropriate responsibilities and things that they're held accountable to take care of for themselves. And if we don't teach them, how will they learn? When my kids were really little, they were like probably three, five and seven because they were only two years apart. I remember making these charts on whiteboard type thing, you know, 
uh, on each of their bedroom door. And there we had chores, and, and they had to check them off, and if they didn't do them. And, and they laugh about that now, but yet they also appreciate the mm-hmm. fact that at a young age, they were doing things. And your kids, your boys have always had to do that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, and as adults, they are they know how to take care of their own business. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting those phone calls. Oh, Mom, I can't pay my cell bill. Will you give me money? I've never had one of those from my two adult children. Wow. They've learned that their phone just gets turned off if they didn't pay their bill. Yeah. And and the consequences are important. Don't mm-hmm. you think? Consequences, we could do a whole show on consequences. Because common mistakes that we make in life is we try, here's the point we're getting at, we try to keep others from feeling consequences, and we think we're doing them a favor. Yeah, we're rescuing them from pain. But pain has a purpose. Pain has gain. It does. You know, pain has a purpose to bring us to change, to bring us to strengthen us. Pain has a purpose to it. Well, think about if you're working out in the gym. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if, as you're lifting weights, it doesn't feel good sometimes. And sometimes you get you go so many times and it's burning, your muscles burning. But if you don't do that, you will not have any you're gain. Not, your muscle will not get stronger. Right. A perfect metaphor. Speaking of metaphors today, we've had a lot of metaphors. It is a perfect one, but But strength comes from that pain. It does. So when we keep taking it from people, we're robbing them of their strength. An opportunity to grow. That's just a profound concept. It is. Because we think we're helping them. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when it comes to raising children or a spouse or whatever, or somebody in your office and you're always covering for them because they're on the phone or they're text messaging their girlfriend all day long and you're doing their work. That's not a good thing. No. No. But it happens. But that's where this whole concept of boundaries is so vital. It causes us so much pain in our life because we're just not understanding what I need to take care of and what I have no business getting into. Exactly. Wow. Uh, we got to get out of here in a couple minutes. So why don't you recap what we've been talking about? One thing we said last week, I want to say that, and then you can do the rest of it. Okay. You said this, and I wrote it down. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always be what you always were. That is profound to me. It is. It's it's the concept of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is a definition of insanity. But this is so down to earth. And I'm going to read it again. People, if you want to write it down, write it down. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always be what you always were. So in order for us to grow in our life, in order for us to live go yard, to hit those home runs, we need to start doing things different. We need to embrace that change. And that change needs to come from inside of us, not from outside of us. We keep waiting for everything outside of us to be different. Oh, my life will be better when, when, when this person does that, when I hit the lottery, when my job does this. Stop going out there. Start looking inside. Look reflect, look inside my life. What lessons can I learn from this experience? What responsibility, what flags did I see? Let's really look at things and reflect on it. Absolutely. And when we do that, we actually can change in a positive way. Yes, we can. And stop being an enabler. Yes. Quit helping everybody instead of, and then 
check out your boundaries, you know, know, think about boundaries, start looking at your boundaries. And if you don't even know where to begin, there's a great book called boundaries by Dr. Um, Cloud and Townsend, get that and get started on your boundaries. There you go. And if you need to talk to somebody, make an appointment, see Mm -hmm. a counselor, work through some of your past things, because we talked about that. We're going to talk more about that next week, how your past affects affects you. Yes, this has been, who are you anyway? Dr. Angel. I always forget. And I'm Mama Mac, and this is Go Yard, and that's Pete, the cute engineer. And we will see you again next Thursday night, same time, same place, right here, TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcast, go to Go Yard. See you next week. Good night. With the old and up with the new, the hard reset, my life take two.